You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest band in the land battling android werewolves and saving the relationship of a young theme park employee. It's Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for October 28th. In the 60s, it was the Beatles dominating the pop culture landscape with music and their faces on everything from lunchboxes to ice cream, not to mention they became formidable box office stars. In 1978, it was time for four young men from New York's glam and hard rock scenes to take center stage. KISS, consisting of Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Peter Criss, and Ace Frehley, were ubiquitous. Their live albums went platinum, their likenesses were turned into action figures, and their concerts were selling out all over the world. They were the explosive, fire-breathing band that kids and teens idolized and parents hated. The year before, Kiss appeared in two issues of Marvel's Howard the Duck comic book before starring in their own comic, and it seemed fitting that movies were the next medium to conquer. The band were already bigger than life, seen as superheroes in the comics and by their fans. It was the natural next step to star in the epic adventure, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Hi, Dr. Phil Flocks here, also known as John Billingsley. I volunteer for the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific meals to the unhoused seven nights a week. We assist a hundred nonprofits with their food needs. We work with community partners to address food insecurity in Southern California. If you're in LA, come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park is about a theme park designer at Magic Mountain played by the great Anthony Zerby, who makes some of the most realistic robots ever and also turns people into robots. When he's fired for reckless behavior, he retreats to his lair in the park, vowing to destroy everyone, including Kiss, who just happened to be playing there. His assistant catches wind of the sinister plan and gets turned into a robot, causing his girlfriend to enlist the help of Kiss to help solve the mystery. Robots, including replicas of Kiss, run amok, but fortunately, the band has talismans that give them ambiguous superpowers and kung fu skills. From the word go, decisions were made that helped make this made-for-TV movie transcendent. Executive producer duty was shared between the band's manager and Joe Barbera of Hanna-Barbera cartoon fame. He brought a knack for making things inexpensively, a family-friendly sensibility, and also the composer he used for his cartoons. Script duty went to two guys with only one credit, a sexploitation spy flick. Director Gordon Hessler and production manager Lewis Hayward had reportedly never heard of KISS. They brought many years of experience working with Roger Corman and American International Productions movies, making classy but inexpensive horror movies with actors like Vincent Price and Christopher Lee. Hessler also had TV experience working on shows like Kolchak and Kung Fu. As wild as the behind-the-scenes crew sounds, what really tips the movie into camp is what's on screen. A band that's visibly uncomfortable, and they deliver their lines like they're almost humans. 
Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely were heavily chemically impaired at the time, and the two of them were not very excited by the filmmaking process. They occasionally refused to participate, leading to some odd dubbing by regular Hanna-Barbera voice actors and some painfully obvious stand-in work by stunt doubles. For years, the band disowned the film because it demystified them even more than when they took off their makeup. Films don't become cult classics without some weird missteps, and Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park is almost all missteps. It might have been an easy thing to make a regular concert film, but that version of this movie would not have made history. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 28th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.